Welcome to Bropocalypse Now, a podcast dedicated to ending, if not preventing altogether, the Bropocalypse in which we currently live. I'm Sean, and we're currently recording from beautiful Hampshire County in western Massachusetts on an incredibly rainy night in the Fortress of Seanitude. And, yeah, we are here uh, broadcasting back to the year 1998 to hopefully catch the ear of my 1998 self so that he will figure out a way that Donald Trump will not be president, that, I don't know, Gamergate never happened, um, you know, other positive stuff, which by which I mean the absence of negative stuff that happened. Speaking of negative stuff, death. So... As an adult, it's weird seeing older people die that you kind of grew up with because obviously it reminds you of the grim finality of death, but it also reminds one of the sort of tale someone's legacy can leave. And Sean, there's a quote from a Batman movie, which, which by the way, about 11 years after you're listening to this, they finally make a decent Batman movie. Um, and there's a line from the second one, I believe. It's, um, well, that's the other thing about these Batman movies, 1998, Sean, is that they're kind of on the nose most of the time, and sometimes it gets kind of cheesy, but it's also Batman, so who gives a shit? Where uh, Harvey Dent says, you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And while that is sort of oversimplifying it, it's not wrong either. Like recently, um, recently in 2018, that is, um, a gentleman by the name of John McCain died. I think he would be on 1998 Sean's radar, maybe. And with it's his not death... not given a few years, but... Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, the reaction to John McCain's death from my end of the political spectrum, which is admittedly pretty far left, was it was immediately, fuck that guy. Fuck him. I'm glad he's dead. Fuck anyone mourning him. He's, he was, he was garbage. And me, even in my own cynical state, was kind of like, Jesus Christ, just, you know, just don't say anything. Like, wait a, like, wait a few days and start pouncing on people then and remind them how before he crashed and was captured for five years, he killed thousands of Vietnamese civilians as part of our war on Vietnam, or the fact that he took his clout as a veteran and took us to two-plus completely unwinnable trillion-dollar wars, or just his personal life, where he left his cancer-stricken first wife for a rich bimbo beer heiress and then wasn't very nice to her either. The point is... <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And um, pretty much unleashing what could arguably call be called the first shot of the, of the apocalypse. Ironically, from someone with a vagina, because of the bro thing... Um, but the thing is, I did end up seeing their point of view at that point, because there is a sort of, um, courtesy after someone dies in terms of giving respect to the dead and giving and giving respect to the dead is in many cases, an attempt to whitewash over someone's personal history, something that doesn't make their good aspects overshadow the horrible things they did. And in, and in John McCain's case, part of his charm was presenting himself, especially people like the press, as if he was someone who was kind of cool and laid back and, you know, was kind of above it all, even though he voted with his party 80% of the time. Or how, you know, a gentleman whose name you'll know soon, except for that time you hear it on a Simpsons episode and think, there's a, there's a George Bush Jr.? But... Um, a guy runs against him, and he, 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 uh, you know what, screw it, I don't even want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about is the power of someone's legacy and the power of what people want their legacy to be. And there's a comedian, 1998 show on that we really grew to like, named Louis C.K., who got uh, collared for doing some really bad, not, well, not really bad, but just unnecessary, gross, and bad, yeah, things, and, you know, he's trying to come back now, and it's a very complicated thing, because on the one hand, he's pretty much in show business exile for very good reasons, but on the other, 
before he went into exile, a lot of people really loved him in a lot of in a really intense way, in a really formative way for me especially. And it's hard to not have that be a part of you anymore. It's hard to have this thing that changed you so much over the years, and then all of a sudden one day you're not supposed to like it the way you used to. You're not supposed to have the same feelings you did. And and when I and when I get too far into that mentality, 1998, Sean, I I I remember that all Louis C.K. had to do was not ask a girl if you could masturbate in front of her while they were on set. Or he could have not invited a woman up to his hotel room and masturbated in front of her. These are all things he could have avoided if he wasn't a fucking creep. And at a, and at a certain point, your love of something needs to supersede... Well, your love of something doesn't shouldn't supersede basic human decency. And it gets more complicated when you come to people like Bill Cosby, which... Might as well tell you this now, Sean. That guy you're watching on TV land in the afternoon who, when you were growing up in a super white, super white, dead mill town, was really your only exposure to black people um, and how you feel positive things about them, how the man behind all that, how the man behind the positive message he put out to America at large about how black people could be ambitious and and independent and intelligent and educated and find out that he's a serial rapist and and there's so much good that he did but it's counteracted with all the horror he did and there's a question of art from artists there's a question of leaving someone's legacy be and hoping the positivity can over can sort of drown out the more scandalous parts of their personal life but when they're still alive and when we still live in the kind of environment we live in where, where everything is sort of self-cannibalizing, where everything goes away but doesn't go away, it's always there, but it's also over within a second because people get distracted by everything else, it's important to sort of keep that in perspective, that there was another person on the other side of that, and in the sense that there was another person on the other side of that, who was who was who was hurting people, and that's and that's where people's legacies can go wrong. And so at a, and so at a certain point, I think you know you can't put aside someone's personal actions when you were there when you can think of them, and someone's and someone's legacy from there long after we're dead, we have we have no say in that, but neither do they. And what's more important, someone's legacy and what it might mean to other people, or someone trying to use their legacy to cover their tracks. And I don't know the answer to that. But we're going to find out if we will today. Here with me today is my co-pilot, Courtney. Yo! She's, uh, she, uh, she spoke earlier, even though we um, exhaustively went over how she wasn't supposed to. I said cut. Oh yeah, you did. All right, Evan. Also, cut this out. No, no not the not this part. Wait, but I'm wait. not saying cut again. I'm just saying that. Well, no, spoke but got a turn that, that I said cut, so then it counteracts it. But I'm saying we should cut again because now well, because people will know <laughs> that that we cut, and, and I, that I just didn't have this really brilliant through line. Cut. Yeah, director's cut, or the or the producer's cut, if you will. But no, it's me, so it's the director's cut. <laughs> and also here is uh, our good employee, <laughs> producer Evan. And yeah, so let's start, Courtney. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. You know, as good as I can be, given the complete shitstorm that we live in these days. But yeah. Indeed. You know, relatively. Good as you can be. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. All right, so we've been having some issues at the podcast in a couple episodes. We kind of we kind of started to talk about it, but then had to um, end the show. And a big issue with the show that we're having is the funding for it, which I can't tell you where the money's coming from, 
but I, but I can tell you we do have to pay Evan. It seems like most of it's just going to paying Evan at this point. I that mean... seems pretty clear. I mean, yes, but that doesn't mean what you think. Speaking of which, Evan, could you pay me back for those chicken nuggets? Because, like, I'm now remembering how much money you make, and uh, I didn't really need to spot you for the six-piece... Yeah, Evan, you're like, yeah, your last twelve paychecks cleared. So like, where's all this money going? Well, all right, Courtney. First of all, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And by elephant in the room, I mean the elephant skin coat Evan's wearing, with the uh, gold rimmed sunglasses, and I believe that's a chain that just says Ev Dog on it. Perfect description. He, that's yeah, exactly yeah, like. yeah. So. Evan, we're concerned because I am paying you an exorbitant amount of money and aggressively not paying Courtney. And thanks for thanks for using that adjective. Yeah. All right, all right. You know what? Okay, Courtney. <laughs> for those out in the audience that couldn't hear Evan, he says that he's quote redistributing the wealth end quote. And then that could mean a number of things, so. I'm sure Karl Marx did not have two um, sets of uh, diamond knuckles that said Karl on each one. <laughs> like Evan say, um, Evan. Oh, I thought, it, actually, I thought one of them did say Karl. Oh, yeah, it did. Evan Carlson. That's his name. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Marx. Oh, Marx. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, that's what, yeah, like, Karl Marx did, like, a lot of balling. So that's just like that's just what he did. That's accurate. Yeah. So Courtney, I was gonna I was gonna run this by you before we did the show, but now on tape that people can hear, such a good time as any. Great. I want to bring on producer Evan briefly to have him sort of answer questions about his whole well thing. I mean, we we kind of agreed that he wouldn't talk on the show. But... We did, but he's ignored us. And now I assume listeners are writing in asking us what his whole deal is. Maybe, maybe if we gave him the chance to just like get it over with, like out with it. Yeah. And then shut up. Yeah. Like maybe he'd shut up and just stay there and read his gold plated copy of um, Walden. It's not even an interesting book. No, it's, it's not even an interesting book. I don't know what the gold adds. Maybe it's like, maybe it's heavier. Also, Evan's not even reading it. He's just he's just looking at us and turning pages. <laughs> he's Evan. bold. He's right. bold. Evan, get over here. Like Sub Zero used to say in Mortal Kombat, "Hey, come over here, son." I guess I guess All we right. can share my microphone. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Like, sorry, Courtney. Like, we can only afford two microphones, and I'm using this one. So I'll be here in the middle zone if anybody needs me. All right, so. Courtney, if you wanna if you wanna ask something, feel free to feel free to jump in any time. Sorry, uh, we've done a lot of drinking the last year. I mean, after the after the six piece incident in two thousand eighteen, I, I don't really know if I have anything to say to Evan right now. That's under that, that, that's he understandable. Kn- he knows what he did. I know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, immediately jumping into Senate subcommittee mode. I would like to I do not recall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I'm sorry. If you could be more specific about which nuggets were purchased. Uh, It sounds like you have some specific nuggets in mind. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. On all counts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Those nuggets are literally still digesting right now. I'm like, I'm pretty offended. An extra sweet and sour sauce isn't free either, okay? No, there's a hefty fucking fee <laughs> for sweet and sour sauce. I don't know why this I don't know why this McDonald's gets away with charging so much for sweet and sour sauce. But they do. Most other places don't even charge for it. Anyway. So, Evan. Hello. State your name. My name is Evan N. Curran. Ooh. Evan N. Curran. 
That is correct. So was your nickname in high school the car because it always sounded like it was starting when you said your name? That was not my nickname. Okay. I did just make that up, so that's probably why. But it just didn't catch on. Have you ever had a nickname? Ev, Ev Dog, Evy, Ev Man, Yvonne, the Evmeister. These suck. <laughs> yeah, these are yeah, these are not good nicknames. This is just like this is just basically your name with and, another uh, syllable. And uh, the Anchor Dog guy. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you call yourself. People, people are like Shipyard Ankerstein. <laughs> Ankerstein. Yeah, give me a shipyard Ankerstein. <laughs> it sounds like a beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because the shipyard. Anyway. All right. So, question two. What's your whole deal? Yeah, I've been waiting for the answer on that one, yeah. too, frankly. Well, trying to, you know, put something out there that moves people. Uh, in a certain direction. Yeah, it's called just, out the door. Just a few, oh. just an inch, just a just a few centimeters. But those, it's a positive few centimeters. So you're talking about like a physical movement, not not emotional. It should move you physically and <laughs> emotionally, both. Okay. Okay. Same I... Time. Hope that answers someone's question. <laughs> Did it answer your question? I I mean, it was an answer. Mr. Hand. It was a response. Yeah, it was a reply, perhaps to a question I didn't ask, or maybe it's maybe it's the question we're all asking. Yeah, may, maybe what he meant to ask is, who do you think you are? I think I, well, I think that... I'm just uh, just one of the guys. I just like to have a cold one with the with the with my dogs. Watch a game. And Get some watch, Fritos and watch a uh, you know watch some farm hands. All right. Well, you know, I have, I have a follow <laughs> yeah. up question, and then I'll let Sean take the mic back. But uh, yeah. my follow up question is, what gives you the right? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I've been granted basic human rights the right, and Amer- my American civil liberties. God. And I'm just full of rights. Head to toe. Full of something. Brimming with rights. They're coming out of my ears. <clears throat> and you should get that checked out. My rights are... St- a little bit swollen, but <laughs> I'm gonna go get them checked out. Yeah, yeah, like you're probably gonna want to take some antibiotics for those, so you don't get like a staph infection of the rights. One would normally <laughs> avoid. All right, all right. So Evan clearly has some sort of rights-related infection. <laughs> so I only got a, so I only got a few more questions, and then we'll get you back to your booth to presumably die. <laughs> is it contagious? I hope it. No, 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 Are no. no. I think it's contagious. They do tend to spread all around the world. Well, wait, what does? Human rights. Oh, yeah. See, that's your first problem. All right. So, speaking of human rights, it's a good epidemic. Uh, you love fish, right? Oh, why, Sean? I love the band Fish with a PH. I've been to many a concert they've thrown. Ugh. Some legendary shows, actually. From the 2.0 and 3.0 eras. Sean, why would you do this? It's just, I don't even know. Well, I thought you liked your podcast. And I do, and now I realize I might not like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because of the decisions I make. All right, so then, all right, so Evan likes fish. Um, all right, so next question. Why are you like this? Well, I've been tracing back, making a map of my life, 
lately and filling in all the details so that I could see what was it that led to this. (laughs) (laughs) Evan, did you just describe my question? I have some intel on this, on this subject matter. He was dropped on his head as an infant, I'm just saying. (laughs) There's a small dent, small indentation. Does not necessarily indicate brain damage. (laughs) But then there were also a number of substances involved in my formative years. Which may may have had some impact. Were you like a baby coke addict? It moved me a few centimeters in some direction. But they're now considered mostly harmless. Although people still discourage teens from Yeah, I mean maybe when your brain is developing substances. Don't pour a shit ton of psilocybin into it. Just an idea. It's just an idea I had. Yeah, Evan, I don't want people to think that we're a podcast that supports baby coke Yeah, 1998 Sean, don't do as much acid as Evan did no. when he was a teen. It's or a probably idea. as you're listening to this, Evan's somewhere doing just a bunch of acid in 1998. You're, <laughs> like, you're crying. Maybe masturbating because you were a teenager, but probably crying. Maybe both. It can be more than one Probably thing. both. Well... It would be kind of, that would be a weird coincidence. Coincidence? (laughs) God, this this segment was a terrible Okay, all right, so then last question. Cut that. Thank God. Evan. Yes, uh, excuse me. Cut that. Cut. Cut. Evan, 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 leave that in. <laughs> well, 1998 era, Sean, you may have recognized that little number from Full House. Yep. So that there you go. There's and the guy who got a blowjob from Atlantis Moore set in a theater. Oh God! Leave this in. Oh yeah. Never. I never connected those dots. Yeah. Before. Yeah. That is uh, Dave Coulier. <laughs> also, <laughs> Dave. Hey, also, man, Dave. That's not also, also, Dave Coulier, not Canadian. <laughs> Sean, please make it end. Okay, so Evan, last... All right, so Evan, last question. With any of the $347,000 I'll pay you this year, will any of that go toward public television? Um, absolutely. I intend to mail a, an envelope in their direction in exchange for a tote bag and a mug with a logo emblazoned on it emblazoned emblazoned (laughs) real nice they have those benefits Uh, for you yeah inked on there so I will be supporting them into the future you know I think I need my mic back (laughs) so yes Um, back to the future get back in your booth yes thank you uh, producer Evan for the first and what will almost certainly be last edition (laughs) of producer Evan time Seriously, Sean, never, don't ever do this to me again. Never spring. I, your, your idea was so monumentally terrible. I thought it would be kind of fun and like breezy and back and forth, but you asked him about fish. I yeah, I thought he would do something entertaining with it for some reason. Have you ever heard him talk about fish before? And has he ever given you any inkling of a reason to believe that that would be true now? No, 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 me neither. No, like not once. Just wondering. And then, all right, so the last... Asking for a friend. So the last thing on, like, producer Evan that we should point out is that he went to the 13 Night stand at Madison Square Garden or whatever, where they were all named after donuts. Oh, God. Are we really going to do this? And he went to the jam-filled night. And I saw her There's very few things that I dislike more in this world. Don't say harpoon in the mic. And I got a harpoon. Three dog night. It was a three dog night. Please go. Three dog references in one night. Oh, no. oh God! <laughs> How do you keep falling down a chasm of Evanness? There are so few things that I hate more than jam filled because it's not a kind of donut. No, it's no not. No one's ever once been like, oh, I'll have one of those jam filled donuts. No, it's called a jelly donut. <laughs> and fuck you, fish. 
I'm saying it on the podcast. I'm saying it everywhere that I go. Trey Anastasio, if you somehow hear this, honestly, fuck you. I'm, I'm fucking over your nonsense. <laughs> He's crying right now Some somewhere. Podcasters. Some podcasters. Some podcasters. Shut up, Evan. Why is why is Evan always talking about headlines and like the fish paper he reads? Uh, of fish.net probably. Fish.net. Front page. <laughs> they couldn't get the dot com? Have we already been over this? Well. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and no, I'm gonna go ahead and cut like, you off. Why right even there. Ask I'm cutting you off right is, there. Oh god. It's a fish net. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you, fish. Oh, my God. Oh. I want you to never be a thing. All right. Sean. Okay, here we go. 1998 Sean. Somehow yeah. find a way to end fish. Yeah. Sean, you know how fish is like they this had barely thing been that around seems really dumb? And you're like, why is this? Why are, like, why are people doing this? This is dumb. And you're like, I don't know. Maybe other people like it. No, you're wrong. Courtney's so angry she left. <laughs> and... Hang on. Okay. Yeah, we want to make sure that all our that all our young listeners, be it me twenty <laughs> years ago, or the I don't know I I assume a bunch of toddlers are listening to this podcast. Is that wrong? Well, <laughs> not sure it's appropriate for them. But hey, I, I'm not a parent, so balls. All right. Yeah, you're right. Um. All right. So Courtney. I know I threw a lot of work your way the last time we did this, but I might have to do it again. Oh. We're going to be getting a phone call in a few minutes. What? Yeah. I have to do another interview without prepared questions? Yeah, and I need to leave the room indefinitely when that happens. What? Yeah. So, Why do you um, keep doing this? I keep having to put change in the meter. And But you live here. You don't, you don't have parking? I didn't uh, say what meter. Real quick, just remember, uh, I'm trying not to like, talk over each other or interrupt each other. Um, cut, 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 cut. Okay, but yes, noted. <clears throat> cut. But anyway. we're gonna talk over each other constantly in the meantime. Yeah, like just all the time, <laughs> just not right now apparently. Oh yeah, I, get, I got tired of it. Yeah. Oh, so uh, speaking of tired, my phone's ringing. Oh gosh, it's what's time now? It's yeah. already happening. All right, Courtney, I gotta go. Um, I gotta, I gotta put something in the meter. Oh God, why? Wait, who am I talking to? I don't even know who I'm talking to. Oh crap. Okay. Uh, it's Lee Layton. Lee Layton. Lee Layton. Evan, do you see? Do you see what line this is coming in on? Can you can you patch him through? We have 23 other lines tied up right now. Wow. All right. That's cool. Uh, yeah, put, put them through, I guess. I guess. I don't really. Yeah, just do it. Hello? Hello? Hello, Mr. Layton? Hello? Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a bit of a delay. Hi. Hi, I'm Lee. Lee Laitman. Oh, Laitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really, yeah, I'm not really offended you got my name wrong, though. Well, that's good, because I would certainly not intend to offend no, you. No, 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 no. I didn't think so. Um, Sean has very positive things to say about you, so, you know, I'm really more than happy to do this call. I'm kind of a pretty positive guy to begin with. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, positivity is absolutely a really meaningful thing to have going for you in this particular era. Oh, you bet it is. Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, I have to be honest with you. I was given practically no information about this call. So uh, uh, I believe that you have worked with, in some capacity, Dr. Reese Stevens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I worked with uh, Dr. Reese Stevens um, a whole bunch when I was in college uh, doing my internship um, toward my master's. And just we go really way far back. Um, yeah, I did a 13-semester internship with him until the college closed, and then I just kind of stopped. 
13 semesters? Yeah, 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 about 13 semesters. It's, um, it was an intensive program that I wasn't taking very seriously. Um, it was at the, it was at Bronx University, Toledo. At the Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I, yeah. Bro the Bronx yeah, University. Well, yeah, it's, it's a campus of the Bronx University branch in, uh, Ohio or Oklahoma. It was a state that started with O. Oh, indeed. Um, so tell me what you, what did you study there and what brought you to your internship with the good old mostly doctor? Well, my internship was in, um, quantum physical studies, I believe, at least for my master's. Um, I wound up getting my, my, uh, doctorate in, uh, remedial science from, from John Ritter College. And I am what they call a remedial scientist. Um, it means I take my work very seriously, but my work's not really necessary. So that's kind of how it started with that. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to Dr. Stevens in about 13 years, but my wife still sends him a Christmas card every Christmas. Well, that clearly says a lot about your loyalty. I have to be honest, I'm, I'm in the dark on a lot of the things you're throwing out right now. For instance, the John Ritter School. Uh, that named, I know of an actor named John Ritter, a funny guy, passed away, rip. But uh, really, that, that was the name of your school? Yeah, it was, it was founded by him on a dare. And um, yeah, like they wound up giving out doctorates about three years after it was founded. And it had been... Again, probably like a dozen years since I got out of Bronx University, Toledo. And and so I just kind of figured it out. And was like, all right, I'll just go here and get my doctorate. And now I'm Dr. Lee Lightman. And that's an accredited school of? It is an accredited school of remedial science, yes. That was another term I hadn't heard before, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not here to second-guess your education, and um, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, now that we've talked about where you went and what you studied, uh, you mentioned that you have a wife. Let's talk a little bit about your personal life. I, all right. Where do, you, where do you reside now? I reside in... Uh, I just moved. Granted, it was granted it was to it was to another part of Tempe, so I don't know why it took me so long to say Tempe, because I just moved from Tempe Street to uh, Main Street. Okay. Um, yeah, but I have a beautiful wife, uh, Janaya. We've been married for fifteen years. Congratulations. We have two wonderful sons, Romulus and Remus. Romulus, of course, is named after Star Trek. Because of the Romulans. Mm -hmm. And then Remus is because Jennifer Raya, that's, uh, that's my little nickname for her, Jennifer Raya, um, loves reams of paper. Well, those are very unique names. Yeah. Uh, so that's great for you. Uh, what about, what do you do for work nowadays? What do you, what do you do in Tempe? But it's a, it's a clinic for remedial science. It's not a medical clinic. I mean, technically, we can't call it medical because if I do anything medical in there, I could be arrested again. You know, it's something where we got to kind of be careful of, like what we're trying to take care of. I've been drinking Sprite all morning. Uh, that doesn't have anything in it. Not even caffeine. It's got a lot of sugar. That's true. Uh, well, so if I so say say I were to walk into your clinic, let's let's just. Oh, I wish you would. 
well, you know, I'm kind of far from Tempe, but um, it's cool. Maybe if I ever end up there and I'm injured or ill in some way, I'll look you up. Although I wouldn't wish that upon myself or anything. So. No, I was about to say, I hope I don't see you because that means you're inconvenienced in some way. And I don't want that to happen to you. I mean, I know I just met you, but you seem awfully nice. So, I mean, I don't want you to come in with a suspicious malady or to have me tell you I cannot help you legally, so you might have to go out and die. Like, that's not something I want for either of us. Not sure those would be my options, but... Oh, applesauce. I just felt like saying applesauce. I think I had a head injury. Well, if I had a head injury, it sounds like you probably couldn't do much to help me. But let's use that as an example. Say I walked into your clinic with a head injury. I have a concussion of sorts. Um, You know, I tripped on a step and I bonked my head on a tree root. Uh, Then what? I walk in. How are you going to treat me? Well, first of all, nicely, because my receptionist will say, Hey there, how you doing? What's bothering you today? Well, I think if I was conscious, I would appreciate that. Are you? The clinics I go to. Like mine. So, yeah. And my receptionist would say hi. She'd give you a um, People magazine, ask you to have a seat, and um, you'd wait probably two and a half to three hours, and I'd come out, have a seat next to you, and ask you what's going on. And how do you think you would treat a concussion? Um, that's actually not what I've heard, but I, you know, I trust that you run a completely functional and, uh, helpful clinic. So I want to move on though, because you mentioned you hadn't spoken to the good doctor in 13 years, but I also understand that you're his protege of sorts. So I wonder why all of the time off. There's, like, some issue between the doctor and the FBI? Yeah, supposedly. I mean, that's the impression I got when I was, you know, in a federal facility for six weeks. Well, I got the impression that he wanted to keep his identity relatively under locks, but I wasn't sure of why until just right now. I mean, a big part of what we did together was uh, time travel or sort of attempting time travel. Like, from an I understand you guys use that um, souped-up ham radio that he invented for what's-his-face? Sean. Skippy. Yeah, Skippy Masterson. Yep. Right? And, and, yeah, so it was stuff like that where it was broadcasting through time or maybe even bringing oneself through time, but we worked a lot on that together in our 13 semesters. Still seems like a lot, but uh, were you using that closet? He mentioned to me a time-traveling closet. He got the time closet to work. He used, like, he used my closet a lot for that. He mostly would sleep in it, though, and, um, and eat and occasionally sob quietly. It sounds like he was living in your closet. No, I'm not here to judge. Me neither. So what about... You were using time travel technology in some capacity, which you have kept very vague. Do you wish to share more about that technology, or should I go on with the next question? Well, what I did was I got a Volkswagen Beetle, 
because toasters, as you know, pop up after a certain amount of time. So I figured, you know, point A to point B, that's a, that is a direct correlation. And it turns out it wasn't. But what I did do was I did a lot of research. I did a lot of hypothetical stuff with, uh, you know, particle physics and that sort of thing, and, and sort of worked on the implications of going back through time and what that might have on people in the present. And people, people seem to be a little more concerned than they should be with the so-called butterfly effect. Thank you. That's perfect, because I was going to ask you about that. I still have no idea how you went back in time, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about how the butterfly effect, for those who do not know, probably everyone knows, but let me just give you a brief idea of what this means. The, the idea is that by changing one moment in the past, you could have potentially a correlation of events that are then changed forever because you've changed one moment in time and therefore there are implications for the rest of the time space continuum. Uh, have you ever found that to be the case? Do you think this is a dangerous technology to play with? Like, is it potentially, you know, cat catastrophic for us to go back and mess with the moment in time because we don't know how it will affect the chain of events? Well, that seems to be the prevailing um, intellect on the issue, is that if you mess with time too much in the past, the future becomes, as you said, catastrophic. And that's not really how it really is. Is it really? No, it's not really. But the thing is, people think it's so serious, and it's just, well, first of all, we know where the butterfly effect got its name. It got its name from two places. It got its name from the notion of a butterfly beating its wings on the lake of time and ripples going out and affecting things in the future. Yes, that's what I'm mostly... It was also based on a 2002 Ashton Kutcher movie of the same name. Uh, and not... Nope, nope, that's pretty sure... I mean, the film was named that. I, that's true. You have that part of history, right? However, pretty sure the film was named after that first idea that you had, that hypothesis, uh, that, you know, the film is about that. Have you seen the film? Are you? Was Richard Gere in it? Oh, no, I'm thinking of an officer and a gentleman. But yes, that's, that's where the butterfly effect comes from. The effect a butterfly's wings have on the lake top of time. And also the Richard Gere movie, The Mothman Prophecies. So, and people seem to think that it's serious. That there's this horrific ripple through time that just upends everything we know and understand and you have to understand it's not that bad like worst case scenario all that happens is you cease to exist and you don't even know about it or anything yeah that seems pretty dire yeah but you don't know well yeah i guess if you never existed you wouldn't know that you don't but i want to exist what if something you did messes up my existence can i just like disappear how does that work? I actually, you know what? I don't totally understand this technology. All right. So, um, you know what? I, uh, my cell phone battery is dying. You know, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go fire up the grill. Um, I'm gonna make some zucchini for, uh, Carolyn and the kids. Exactly. I don't want to cut into your precious family time. It's almost dinner. I gotta go. This is all... A lot of information for me to take in. And uh, while I've really enjoyed getting to know you, I actually feel like I have received no answers to anything. And I have more questions than when I started. Well, I'm sorry I gave you so many questions, but hopefully that gets you a nice thirst for knowledge. And I hope just all the best for you, sir. Lee Light. I thought it was Leitman. Hang on, click. <laughs> he said click. That was really weird. He said click, and and like he also has that phone company where like when you hang up, it sounds like a southern lady's doing it. 
Thanks a lot for coming back and not asking any of the questions. I'm sorry. The, the meter was full, so I had to wait until it wasn't full anymore. But you've been here, you've been here for the, at least like the last seven minutes. You could have I, I asked mean, yeah, the question. But, but you had like a really good flow going. I, like you know, you we're talking about the Mothman prophecies and which I, I really don't think I understood anything he said. Well, all right. Were you thinking of an officer and a gentleman? Is that why? Probably. All right. Mate, well, I really hope it wasn't Pretty Woman. I mean, it's almost always Pretty Woman. Remember that scene where, you know, she reaches for the bracelet and he snaps it? Yeah. Did you know That's that... Gold. Did you know that she still hasn't grown part of her finger back after that scene? Yeah, that's the, you know, that's what method acting is. Yeah. It takes a toll. And we all know famous method actress, Julia Roberts. And by Some the way... Some of her best work. Evan was doing the sign of the cross when we mentioned Julia Roberts. Remember when she started prostituting herself for the role? She was like, I'm going to go out in the fields. Wait, like Aaron Brockovich? I'm going to have... What? Is that what she did that for? Because like the boobs? No. Well... This episode is hopeless. It's it's admittedly pretty hopeless. All right, so then let's start. So let's wrap it up. Uh, my directive this week is to watch out for a little movie called The Mothman Prophecies. I'm not entirely no, sure where it no, comes out. No, don't let him misdirect you. For the love of God, please, can we not ever mention The Mothman Prophecies on this podcast again? If I had one wish, it doesn't have anything to do with the butterfly effect. There's not even time travel in that movie. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't watch many scary movies, so I'm relying completely, 100%, on what I remember of the Wikipedia entry for such a film. But I'm pretty positive it's just about a serial killer. But, uh, you know, Evan, we, you're, you're getting paid a lot. Like, maybe you could do a little research for us on this. Yeah, Evan's doing some method acting. Please hold. Please hold. So anyway, this week's directive is, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to double down. Wait for a movie called The Mothman Prophecies, starring American icon Richard Gere, or maybe- Why don't you just watch Camelot, for God's sakes? Fuck it. He, he basically has omens. It's, it's not really time travel. No, it's definitely not. I know it's not time travel. Could it be that I'm thinking of moths and butterflies? No, the thing is, is that the, uh, what is this? I don't know what this guy's name is. Isn't it? Le- Lee? Lee Laitman. 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 Yeah. Okay. So I think Doctor that, I think he's, I think that he's misled us tonight. Um, I think he's gotten a little bit of confusion into the mix, but I do think that maybe Sean from 1998, do check out a movie called The Butterfly Effect, which is actually about... The particular science that we're discussing on this podcast. Yeah, it's got uh, Ashton Kutcher, Anna Ferris. Um, they go to Vegas together. I don't think it's Anna Ferris. I think it's... Uh, oh, it's uh, Mila Kunis. No. I can't think of her name. Cameron Diaz. She's another blonde. I don't know. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. She's yeah. not Cameron Diaz. Aren't we all Cameron Diaz? I think she's an Elizabeth. Listen, Courtney, all I'm saying about... Uh, Dr. Lightman's theories is how many doctorates do you have either in remedial science or from John Ritter College? I don't, I've never met anybody from any of these colleges or universities before, you know. So maybe don't call out people this elite. Amy Smart. Oh, Amy Smart. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Now I actually remember her being in that. It was Amy Smart. And she wasn't in uh, the Mothman Prophecies? I don't know about that. All right. So from what I understand, Mothman Prophecies stars Richard Gere, Meryl Streep, and Matt LeBlanc. Given the Wikipedia entry, I would give Mothman Prophecies five bags of popcorn. All right. And we're closing the show on our new segment, Courtney Rates Movies She Hasn't Seen. I could do a great job with this segment if you gave me the chance. We also don't know how many bags of popcorn are worth what. Well, that's, you know, don't start asking too many questions. It's personal. Yep. Well, on that note, that's been the podcast. Uh, 1998, Sean. Go see the Mothman Prophecies or possibly Butterfly Effect. 
Whichever uh, winged insect you feel like following. For the love of God, 1998, Courtney, if you're listening to this, please fucking do something that Sean is not doing. Probably watching the butterfly effect and actually thinking about what the concept means. Or thinking, where's Richard Gere? You know, and then a year later when you actually meet Sean, just you, just give him, give him a good old-fashioned ass-kicking while you're at it. Because I'm, needs I'm it. tired of future Sean's shenanigans. Sean Anigans. I am sick of the Sean Anigans, and yeah. I gotta stop. All right, well, as but an I end to this week's Sean Anigans. Wait, before you end it, I just Whoa. had this I had a realization. Mm-hmm. If I hear this in the past, and I do, in fact, kick your ass a year later when I meet you in high school, we might not be friends in the future, and this podcast may not exist because of what I would like to call the butterfly effect. It's not the Mothman effect. Well, no, and I wouldn't say it's the Mothman effect. It's the Mothman prophecy. About the Mothman prophecies, which, all right. So to wrap up up the episode, I'm going to give you a synopsis that I'm about to read off Wikipedia um, of the Mothman prophecies. Okay. And that is Dr. Carl Mothman, played by Richard Gere, is an award-winning surgeon who kills one of his patients on the table and the patient comes back prophesizing of how he will have already done what he did to kill him. So they call that the Mothman prophecy. And eventually there's a car chase, and Richard Gere drowns in a river. Nope. Nope, not the movie, but... All right, good point. Until next time, the Mothman prophecies, signing off. Were we sponsored by them or something? No, no, no. We're sponsored by um, Doritos Locos Tacos. Again. So please, get to Taco Bell fast. (laughs) Get some Doritos Locos Tacos for your binging of the Mothman prophecies four times in a row. That's binging, right? All right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's two types of binging. Yeah. That's what we call the double binge. Double binge. All right, everyone have a good double binge. The double binge effect. Yep, Double Binge Effect, starring Richard Gere. Please don't make me do any more interviews. Too late. Peace.